Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome back to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. It is a fine day in Toronto today. The weather is getting a little bit too hot for my liking. I don't know about you, Neil, but... Um, the weather. The weather's getting better. Is that what I said? <laughs> weather getting better. Is that what I said? <laughs> oh, man. There's no safe place on this podcast. No, you're not safe. Um, I know we've talked about this before, but it is just so nice to have air conditioning. Honestly, it's such a luxury. It is just it is. to walk from outside in the sweating hot weather and to come inside and just like sit on your couch in a nice air conditioned room. It's just, it's nice. So, we got friends on the other side of the country in uh, BC where a lot of the uh, units there, like houses, uh, condos, apartments, uh, they aren't built with air conditioning and they just finished going through a massive heat wave over the last month or so right they're dying like they're they're, dying, they're yeah. and like again first world problems if you're listening to us uh it, it is a very big first world problem 100 yeah. um so what do they have such to, like, a privilege to have their own air conditioning ac no or? just fans i guess um but yes us here in toronto who have been used to heat waves year after yeah. year the smog the bad air quality it's still bad air quality right now with the forest fires happening mm-hmm. um yes yeah, yeah it is nice to have the doors closed <laughs> and the air conditioning on we used to have uh so i used to work in an escape room and we used to have uh one of our rooms was in the original attic of the building mm-hmm. and there was no air circulation up there whatsoever we didn't have ac up there we had we had to install an ac unit one year because that heat was just so bad but we would have people like on the verge of passing out up there because you go up there and it's just like the hottest point of the building because it's in the attic and there's no air circulation whatsoever because all the windows are boarded up and everything. So people would come out like just drenched in sweat, just absolutely drenched in sweat. Yeah. And I've lived in apartments since living in Toronto that is just like no air conditioning whatsoever. So it's nice. I'm into that. I don't know why I chose this moment to talk about this. We're living through a real life escape room right now you know with the weather or with the uh the air quality it's not as bad as what we've seen in new york though i know like no the sky is like orange there yeah they had to cancel some games yeah well they just can't play in that right can't breathe in that i mean it's pretty uh taken out of context but (laughs) when you put it when you put the context back in there it is a uh global epidemic um, but I'm going to use uh, the term escape room to go into our next <laughs> oh my segue into That's our next so video. <laughs> uh, shall we get into it? Let's talk losers. Loser. As soon as you said escape room, I'm like, oh my God, talk about a good segue. My loser of the week. It's not sports related, but it's all over the news right now. Um there were a for those of you who don't know um if you've been living under a rock there was a a group of billionaires who decided to um spend their hard hard earned money um to take a submarine trip down to see the titanic and a submarine that is probably about the size of a minivan um was uh built with no doors uh from the inside and uh is controlled by uh what is it an rca uh controller that it looks uh, like it you know they they showed they actually showed 
a video of this controller and it looks like an Xbox controller. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it's $45 on Amazon. Um, I've done my research. Um, and uh, What's these, $45 on Amazon? The controller is $45 on Amazon. That's outrageous. And these are billionaires. Um, so it looks like, so what happened was, uh, they, I guess the controller disconnected, <laughs> uh, player one, uh, has been disconnected from the game and they just started sinking, um, in a metal tube and they're all the way at the bottom of the Atlantic ocean. Um, and they are, there's a search team trying to find them. <clears throat> Obviously they're billionaires. So the search team, um, is sparing no expense. Uh, but they're trying to find them, um, and there are experts out there saying that, uh, you know, they're, I won't get into the details too much, but there's a very low chance that they're going to be found. So, in the, in the uh, spirit of dark comedy, my losers of the week are the billionaires that decided to go in a submarine down to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean um, with a controller that's uh, $45 on Amazon. That is <clears throat> my, uh, and I actually looked at some of the reviews for this controller, and um, one of the main concerns, one of the main issues was connectivity issues. So if only the billionaires would do their research themselves and look at, uh, you know, some of the reviews on the products they buy, you would see that uh, we probably wouldn't be in this situation. So yes, my losers of the week are <laughs> the billionaires that are at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. I just want to say the ocean <laughs> remains undefeated when it comes to... <laughs> The ocean remains undefeated yeah. when it comes to fuck around and find out. <laughs> Do you know Fair. how deep the ocean is? It is the deepest the the deepest part of the world is in the Atlantic Ocean. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like and like the things <clears throat> mankind has not truly defined what is under that body of water. Mm -hmm. They don't know what specimens are under there. They don't know what life form is under there. They don't know exactly like if you're trying to find something <clears throat> under there it, it, good luck it's not happening that they can only speculate really that is there i mean one of my fears is deep sea waters for this reason yeah it's so like not knowing will harm you you know what i mean and then you, you what you just said about this remote control you're in a container with four other people mm-hmm down in the water good luck to you because you're not coming back you know there's going to be a movie made about this you know there is yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. there's the hollywood's it's already, gonna be awful it's gonna it's be gonna, an awful movie it's gonna be terrible it's probably gonna start scarlett johansson but um it's yeah it's it's crazy to think about like what what could possibly be going through the minds of these billionaires in this tube at the bottom of the ocean what could possibly were they all billionaires yeah <clears throat> they're all well, they billionaires spent, yep they spent um a quarter of a million dollars each to go down there that was the i guess the ticket i guess i don't know but yeah that's outrageous this is this is going to be classified <clears throat> under a first degree murder charge but it has to be because but not who only are they charge who are they going to charge yeah. who all whose operation is this it's the guy <clears throat> excuse me the guy that's in the submarine it's his operation the guy that's controlling it, the guy that's at the bottom of the ocean, is if they do find him, they're talking about like news uh, articles are talking about if they do find the tube for 
if some act of God brings them to this submarine and they bring it back to the surface, he's going to jail for the rest of his life. They're out of oxygen as of this <clears throat> Thursday, June 22nd morning. Theorists mm. say they only had enough oxygen in there to get them to today. Um, but that the, the submarine locked from the outside. Yeah. It was only controlled by a remote control. That's the thing. They couldn't get out. So... <clears throat> There was no, there's no escape for these guys. They're dead in this submarine. Rest in peace. They're under the water somewhere to possibly never be found or be found years and years and years from now. I'm saying once we have like the technology yeah. to go down there, I think years and years from now, we'll find that submarine. Yeah. Well, they seem to have known where the Titanic is. Mm-hmm. That's what they were going after, right? That's what they were trying to find. Yeah. Um, my loser of the week is i mean we're, we're a sports podcast here but we like yeah, to talk about real us. world bring it back well i'm not gonna i'm going off script here okay again. okay um, we, we we like to talk about sports but we also like to shoot the shit shoot our thought yeah so to speak mm-hmm. about things that are relevant um or things that are affecting our our daily lives this is affecting our daily lives something all over media is one of the sons of british billionaire um that's in this uh, submarine mm-hmm. is catching a lot of heat right now um, because he is a stepson of a British billionaire. His name's Hamish Harding, the, the guy in the submarine. Yeah. Brian Saz. Um, <clears throat> he's all over TikTok, social media, um, saying how concerned he is for his stepdad. But on the other hand, it looks like he, there's so many memes about him getting all of these riches if his stepdad all the inheritance yeah. yeah if his stepdad passes on <clears throat> and he was out there saying um he's saddened by this he can't believe this is happening he's he's scared for his family he's worried about his family all he's thinking about his family and then he was uh he sent he posted something um on i believe it was tiktok or instagram of him at a Blink-182 concert. That's what I heard, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm so sad. Everyone, including Cardi B, was out bashing this guy, saying, what that. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and it was just pretty funny to see. Like, he even is, like, on there. This is his, like, four minutes of fame. You know what I mean? It's not 15 minutes. He's, like, in the spotlight now. Um He's describing his father's disappearance as a nightmare, but he's out at a Blink-182 concert. I mean, Blink-182 has gotten me through some very dark times in my life, so maybe he's using <laughs> he's using Tom DeLonge soothing his his soul to, you know, maybe find peace. Yeah. He came out and he said, he said he can't go out to the ocean because he only has about $100 to his name. And that illegal situation was preventing him from leaving his house or his area. But he had a ticket to the Blink-182 concert. Yeah. Which is above $100. Don't get me wrong. He's paid more than $100. He put out a video saying this, this, is what, this is what his quote was. The submarine is stuck at the damn Titanic. There's nothing I can do for the situation at all. Loser of the week here, guys. That's fair. That's, That's fair. All right, this is this has been a very good loser of the week yeah. segment here. This is good. Uh, should we move on to some sportish stuff? Let's talk sports. Um, one thing I did want to talk about was um, a, a snub. So 
<clears throat> recently they announced the Hockey Hall of Fame class this this year. Yeah. Um, Henrik Lundqvist. 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 Yeah. Uh, was one of the first uh, one of the headliners, I guess you could say, in this class. Um, and I just want to talk about someone who's been snubbed for for in recent years, and someone that a name I've been expecting to see. Um, a name that you know most of us have have loved in the city of Toronto for a very long time, and that's Alexander McGillney. Mm-hmm. And his name, for some reason, um, has not come up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, he retired uh, quite a long time ago. I'm not sure the specific year he retired. Um, I can look it up actually right here. 2006, he retired. Yep. So it's been quite a while, um, and he will go down as one of the greatest goal scorers of ever in mm-hmm. hockey in the history of hockey and he's set so many records he obviously yeah he played for the leafs yeah brought us to the final four one year which is a huge accomplishment in toronto um but as close uh, as we've come closest we've come in my timeline time. Jeez. um yeah but uh for some reason his name just uh hasn't been called yet um, do you think there's a reason for this? I don't exactly know what what the um, what you need to get onto a ballot is, yeah. or what do you like? What what the credentials are? What the accolades are? I don't I don't know like how they go about selecting these players, um, or, or what what they do. If it's a vote, if it's um, if it's one person that picks it, if there's a committee. I don't I don't know how this happens. Um, it's not something I've looked into, but it seems odd that he would not be on a ballot to be voted in. You know what I mean? To even have an opportunity to. Maybe he has if I'm wrong, but I just want to put one thing out there. Um, Sergei Fedorov, Alex McGillney, and uh, Bure. Pavel Bure. Pavel Bure. Mm -hmm. They all played together as a line at the 1989 World Juniors. It's still considered one of the greatest trios that has ever appeared at that yeah. tournament. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Fedorov, McGillney, Burray. <laughs> Gives you chills just thinking about that line, right? Um, everyone from that said that Alex was the strongest. He had the most agility. He had the quickest release, the best shot. Um we all know about Sergei Fedorov. He's one of the best players of his era. Yeah, he just got inducted last year, the year before, I think. He was inducted in 2015. Oh, really? Burray was 2012. So, again, they Fedorov all... Fedorov was pl- only 2015? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was recently. Okay. Burray was in 2012. So, <laughs> all I'm saying is those two got inducted. If Alex McGillney was touted as one of the best as a junior, we all know the career he went on to ha- to have. Yeah. What is stopping him from being inducted now? In 1992-93, in that season, Alex McGillney had 76 goals in 77 games. He also had 51 assists in 77 games. He scored 127 points in 77 games played. 127 points in 77 games played. That is like otherworldly. And like one of the greatest seasons you'll ever see. And he's still not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I know there's, there's, you know, there's politics involved. There's whatever, what have you. But um... how were Tom Barrasso and Mike <laughs> Vernon selected? I'll give you another name. Patrick Eliash. Really? Snubbed. 
I think he's a Hall of Fame player or was a Hall of Hall of Fame player. I know he retired player. too recently, I think. But then again, you look at like Henrik Lundqvist. Like he retired what, 2 years ago? Yeah. And he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame now. He didn't win anything though. He, didn't, mm-hmm. he has never won a Stanley Cup. Mm-mm. Right? Like I don't he is one of the best goalies of all time <laughs> though. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. he's he does he's deserving. Mike Vernon, Tom Barrasso, over Patrick Elias and Alex McGillney, I don't know. I again like I don't know what the what you need to get in. I don't yeah, know what who, are the qualifications. And maybe you know what? Maybe there there are stuff there is stuff happening behind closed doors in that like maybe Alex McGillney doesn't want to. Maybe he doesn't meet the credentials. Maybe he, you know, has to fill out a form or something and he doesn't want to do it. But you look at Patrick Elias, I can make the argument. He's one of the best uh, New Jersey Devils of all time. You know, he had he's won two Stanley Cups. Still not in. You know, I don't understand how even someone like Eric Lindros mm. is in over him. You know, I, what mean, I mean, Eric Lindros had an amazing career. Mind you, it was like over I mean like over McGillney? Oh, no, not over McGillney. How is Eric Lindros in over McGillney? Eric Lindros is still very much very heavily involved in the world of hockey. Yeah. I think maybe because McGillney isn't. And, you know, you look at, like, Lundqvist. He's, he went straight from... You know what? Maybe that's it. He went he went straight from being a player to being a commentator. Eric Lindros did the same thing. Maybe because they're still so involved in the world of hockey. Maybe they're still making donations to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Maybe. Maybe McGillney isn't. Maybe McGillney decided to, you know, take his talents to South Beach instead. Decided to go into retirement and not focus on hockey anymore but you look at someone like Eliash, daniel alfredson is in mm-hmm. you know what i mean like look look at the comparisons there right like how is alfredson in but not mcgillney or Eliash? is sundin in the hockey Fame? i think so because mm. this Actually, might be this might be a new travesty if are you looking it up yeah sundin hockey Hall of fame induction yeah, he was two, 2012. Okay, yeah. so that's good. Sundin's in there. Um, I mean, Sundin was still very much involved in the world of hockey when he left, too. So maybe that's it. Maybe if, you know, you're still involved in the world of hockey and yeah. you're still, you know, making donations here and there, maybe they uh, bump you up a little bit. And maybe if you don't, if you kind of fuck off and do your own thing, like McGillney, McGillney did, maybe that's that's why. I don't know. We'll see, man. Like it's 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 just interesting to see. Maybe you'll get in next next year. <laughs> Maybe right? next, there's always next year. Always next year. There's always next year. Um, I know we wanted to uh, get into a specific top ten list at the end of this episode, um, but one thing I wanted to you know bring back on our radar here is the Raptors. Yeah, I'm glad I wanted to talk about this next because tonight is a pivotal night in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's draft night. Yep. Um, draft is again I don't think anyone's really too concerned or too hyped about the actual draft um, except for the Spurs obviously getting generational talent if but I were the Spurs I would be 100% this, I, I'd be making a party tonight I'm excited because you're going to see some blockbuster deals <clears throat> I think so too and I think the Raptors are going to be involved um, you're going to hear it here first or maybe you're thinking it okay. um, but I think <clears throat> 
some bold moves are going to come from the Raptors tonight. I think one involving Pascal Siakam is going to happen tonight. No, it has to so. happen, uh, in my opinion. I think for Scott, it's going to happen. For Scotty Barnes to become to take the next step and become the superstar that he's destined to be, I think they have to deal uh, Pascal Siakam. He's going into the final year of his contract. He's set for a massive payday next year. They're going to maximize on a deal tonight. I think they have to. You think so? I think OG Ananobi is going to be on the move. I think he goes somewhere like Phoenix to round out that roster. So the reports you know. right now are that the Raptors are very, very reluctant to deal Ananobi. That's what that's what people are saying. That's what experts are saying is that the Raptors are reluctant to deal Ananobi. Well, They're- if you deal Pascal Siakam, you don't need to deal Ananobi. Yeah, for because sure. you have. Again, you you got to deal one of them because you need Scotty to be able to to have the ball in his hands. Okay, so do you think uh, Scotty Barnes turns into a power forward then when Siakam leaves? Yes. Even though he's playing a point guard right now. Yes. Look at Jokic. What makes Jokic so successful? His dominance. His but height. he needs the ball in his hands. He needs the ball. He is a point guard on that <laughs> team. He leads a team every night in assists. And he's the focal point. I think if the Raptors want to succeed, they have a player that can do it in Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes could be the next. He could be Black Jokic. Blokic. If you Blokic. <laughs> Maybe not. Blackage. Maybe I'll cut this part out of the Blackage. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I think, I think you're right. I don't know if it's going to be Siakam on the move tonight, but I think the Raptors will make a move tonight. I hope they do, honestly. Yeah. I, I I just need some. I think the Raptors need some excitement. Some what some about spark in their what about this proposed uh, deal? The number thirteen pick and Pascal Siakam for the number two pick or the number three pick. Yeah, I would do that. And a player like Anthony or um, Simons. Simmons. Yeah, Simons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would I would do that. I think. Um, it would have to we, the Raptors would have to be sure of who they're going to pick at that spot and the fact that they they need them to pan out if they're giving away their first round pick and a generational talent Pascal Siakam I think they need to know what they're getting back because that'd be a gamble no matter what anytime you're you're um, you know trading up in a in a draft you're taking a gamble yeah because you don't know who these people are going to pan out to be. They're look. I just read a report. They're looking to trade up in the draft. I mean, the Raptors have taken some very high picks before that have just not panned out for them. Barnyani. Well, I that think, was first overall. <clears throat> yeah. That was a weak draft, to be fair. But still, the first overall and ends up being what he was for the Raptors. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> I honestly no. I hope they make. I hope they make a deal tonight. I, I really do. I think there's also reports coming out that the Raptors are preparing a big money offer to keep Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet's already out the door. He's one foot out. He's been one foot out this entire season. I think just let him go. Raptors maybe, approached with three team trade offer for Siakam. But maybe I'm thinking the Raptors want to hold their Fred Van Vliet cards closer to their chest so that the other teams will offer a little bit more. Because Van Vliet, that, like we've all seen the reports, he's a very desired free agent. Mm-hmm. He's a very desired player right now. And so I think the Raptors are trying to hold on 
to up the up the ante a little bit. Guess what team the uh, the guess what team is trying to acquire Siakam right now? What team would need? Okay, does this team need a Siakam? I didn't think they did, but now it's it, now that I think of it, it kind of makes sense. Okay, well, this can be anyone. Who is it? It's the Atlanta Hawks. <clears throat> um, they have Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray, Trey Young, Trey Young. They've got John Collins, Clint Capella. Yeah, I guess he would make sense. Yeah, in that power forward role. Interesting. That'd be a scary starting five. In it America. would be. Well, I mean, one, it might not be all five of them. One would probably need to come back, like Dejounte Murray. No, they just got him. They're not giving him up. Um, I would be okay with Clint Capella coming back. Yeah, I don't know. Just round out our tall as fuck roster. And, we have uh, Pirtle, though. Like, I mean, they play the same role. Yeah, but so do Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, and they're on the same team. Yeah. Uh, should we move on here? Yeah, we want to finish off today's segment uh, or today's show with um, a little bit of something that we haven't talked about in a long time, which is our favorite thing to talk about. Uh, the reason we started this podcast favorite. is what we we got to know each other off of the shit talking, the uh, <clears throat> general competitiveness, and that is fantasy football. Fantasy football. Uh, the the egos that come with it, the uh, the the trash talk, the the trophies, the heartbreak, the okay, <laughs> relax here. Yeah, his plaque came in. That's what he's referring to. If you can, if you're watching us right now, yeah. Neil Rampersad, Dwight Schrute's gym for muscles. Um, I'll, I'll allow it. I've yeah. been in the gym for muscles all, all right. season long <laughs> with <laughs> fantasy football. That's honestly that's a very underrated name that you made there. That was a good one. Yeah, it is good, isn't it? Um, and you've also you also won hockey, so that's here too. Uh, but we're gonna do top ten quarterbacks that you should be um, looking at in your drafts. Yeah, we're a few weeks away, a few months away from the season starting. Could be, could be a few weeks. Never know. Uh, like ten weeks away. September mm-hmm. first week of September is usually when the the season starts. But we're a few weeks away from preseason beginning. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we have football back in our lives. We got that little notification that you renewed the season. Yep. Um, so that's always exciting. So we wanted to get into um, some fantasy football talks. The way too early edition. Um, way too early. The way too early edition of our top 10 mm-hmm. fantasy quarterback rankings. And I think we're going to have uh, different opinions on mm-hmm. how this unfolds. And again, right now, like, we talked a little bit about about this before the show started, um, but uh, we want to we want to give you our take on um, our top ten quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to do ten to one? Sure. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask before we get into this: what is your opinion on offline drafts? Uh, so basically, what I mean is, an online draft would be you know you're you're there with all your your fellow fantasy football mates you're in your league um you're all sitting down in front of a computer at the same time and you know you kind of do the you're on the clock and you've got two minutes to make your pick um as opposed to you know what i've been looking at recently is an offline draft so basically you're you have like eight to 12 hours to make each individual pick and you can do your research you're you're off the clock well you're on the clock but it's an eight hour clock and so you once you make your pick, then the next person's on the clock and they have eight hours. Yeah, I've done that before. 
What are um, your thoughts on it? I just think it just drags. Like it drags on <clears throat> and like it 100% could the drag. The thing on. the thing I don't like about it is, you know, um you have someone set in your queue uh ready to go like if you're two picks away mm-hmm. and then you get snapped. Like again, well, that you, could you do in any draft. It, it could happen in any draft. But the thing is, I like to, you know, have the draft done and over with, you know what I mean? So I can prepare the season. Yeah. I don't want to sit on a pick for eight to 10 hours. Fair. You could just make the pick. And also like if you're anything like me who will end up getting first overall, uh, you're waiting 20 picks. So you're waiting multiple days to make a pick. Like it just, but if you start the draft early enough for someone who needs something now uh, and right away, um, I don't, I don't like that format. I want to be able to. Uh, it doesn't even have to be online. You could do it in person. I just don't like the idea of having eight hours in between picks. It's too. It's too much time. Fair. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'll take that into consideration. Were you taking this into consideration to do an offline draft? Yeah. I was. Oh, interesting. I was. Um, okay. Would you like to get started? Should we go yeah. like one, one, uh, one, one? I can go with mine. Or, uh, yeah, I guess we can do our 10th overall. I Okay, do you want to start at 1 or do you want to start at 10? Why don't we start at 1? Let's start at 1. Okay, uh, how about you go first? <clears throat> I think my, my number 1 is is pretty uh, straightforward. It, it, because of our, our format um, and because of the rushing floor of this person, um, my number 1 is Josh Allen. I think just because... Uh, because of what he brings to the table, he loves to rush the ball into the end zone. He's a great player to to have at number one. In any draft, you're taking Josh Allen number one mm-hmm. in fantasy. Whatever quarterback is going off the board, if it's not Josh Allen first, then someone made a mistake. You have Josh Allen at number one as well? I have Josh Allen at number oh, one. Sweet. I think he's the most versatile, uh, fantasy football-friendly quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. I think he's in, especially if you're in like a, like a crazy league, like a point per, um, point per catch, mm-hmm. not point per reception, but point per uh, completion, I guess. <clears throat> so I've been in leagues before where it's, um, you quarterback, gets a point for every completion that, and the fact that Josh Allen runs the ball all the time. 100%. So Josh Allen, uh, would you like me to go next? Sure. Yeah. All right, so my number two, um, might be surprising, might not, is Jalen Hurts. That's who I have, too. Jalen Hurts is the most yeah. like Josh Allen in yeah. the entire NFL right now. Um, he might not be as big as uh, Josh Allen, but arguably he's a better runner than Josh Allen. I think he is. It's just he hasn't you know, solidified himself in the league like Josh Allen has already. Um, so mine's Jalen Hurts. He had an incredible season last season, and now he's got more weapons than he did last season. Yeah. So go get Jalen Hurts. I would even be okay with taking Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen, to be quite honest with you. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I just like the blow-up games that Josh Allen has. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jalen Hurts has it too, but my what I take into consideration is the Eagles are going to be scary good this year, and they're going to have a lot of blowout games. And I look at fantasy for that purpose, and I was like, okay, well... Jalen Hurst can put on the fucking put pedal to the metal for three quarters and not play the fourth. And that could happen several games this year. Mm-hmm. So I look at that. I'm like, I, I still, I like him at number two. I don't know if he's a number one over 
Josh Allen because Josh Allen, I think he's going to be in a lot more competitive games. That's fair. That's fair. If you look at the game scripts like that, uh, I'll take Who's number three. I'll take number three. It's Patrick Mahomes. It has to be Patrick Mahomes. He cannot I think be our, top our, four or our top, top three. Three are very similar. I think yeah. when it comes to four and beyond, I think that's when we're going to start to disagree. Who do you, with each who other. Do you got at four? I have at three. I have Patrick Mahomes at four. You're. I think you're definitely going to disagree with this. I have Justin Fields. Okay. Um, because at the end of last season, we were starting to see a, a really good Justin Fields. We were starting yeah. to see like who I would compare Justin Fields to is Jalen Hurts. Justin Fields can run the ball. He can put up those massive games. Yeah. And you weren't really seeing that at the beginning of last season. So people were kind of just writing Justin Fields off. And then he started getting good. Then he started finding his feet. Then he started finding his targets. He was like, okay, they're giving me a little bit more freedom to just run the ball and play my game and play my yeah. game script. So I think Justin Fields is going to have an amazing year this year. Uh, my number four is not Justin Fields. I don't actually have him that high. Uh, my number four is is Joe Burrow. I think Joe really? Burrow is get, he's getting better every year. Um, he is stacked with his weapons. Jamar Chase is another year older. Um, I think it's he still has T Higgins. He still has Joe Mixon. He still has weapons. And I think Joe Burrow an, a, another year into his career is mm-hmm. he's he has the potential of being a number one quarterback overall this year i think joe burrow needs to be top four he's my number four uh, and i'll jump right in here and tell you my number five is it has to be lamar jackson in this spot number five lamar jackson i think like lamar <laughs> with the addition of a few new weapons odell is there now um duvernay still there bateman still there like he has the weapons mark andrews is still one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end in the league. Um, I think he's there. Everyone else is playing for second. I think. Yeah. It's Kelsey at first, and everyone else is second. We'll see. Kelsey's getting older. He yeah, could become sure. a little bit more brittle. I think Kelsey's like thirty six now. Yeah, but he's like a fine he's ageless. Wine. Like a fine wine, yeah. Neil. Um, yeah, we disagreed on four, but five we agree with. I think Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, he finally has weapons to throw to. Yeah, he find like he's had mediocre weapons before, but we all know who Lamar Jackson is. Like he's a runner; he will take the ball and just go the distance with it. Um, and I think that's what makes a great fantasy football quarterback is a quarterback that can run. Yeah, sure, we love our Joe Burrows that can you know throw the ball to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, yeah. Tyler Boyd. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Neil just had a microphone <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> really caught him off guard shit's crazy <laughs> uh but yeah no lamar jackson we know who he is um he's been in the league for long enough and your boy got paid so he's coming in with, no agent he went he did it by himself he's coming in he's with not he's also shoulder. not my boy so let, let's for the my record yeah boy yeah boy for the record boy. i hate that man lamar jackson really yeah. fuck that guy wow i'm a steelers fan man oh true okay that's where you're coming from (laughs) um number six i have someone who kind of fell off last year um you know broke out into the league but kind of had a mediocre like year last year and that's justin herbert i thought you were gonna say kenny pickett no (laughs) no uh justin herbert we know how injured he was last season you know um at the beginning of the year and probably through the rest of the year how much pain he was in every time he threw do you remember seeing those games where he would like throw it and then he would like wince the whole time and like he would yeah. try and wobble to the sideline? So if you get a healthy Justin Herbert, I think he's fallen way too far in ADP right now, average draft position. 
I think Justin Herbert should be much higher. I'm going to shock you here. Okay. Um, that was your number six, correct? That was my number six. I'm going Anthony Richardson here at six. And I you think... Have him. Oh, man. I have him at six. And I look at Anthony Richardson the same way I look at Kyler Murray um, when he's healthy. And Anthony Richardson has a cannon for an arm. He has speed. He is what Jalen Hurts was a few years ago. And I think if he... His rushing floor alone will put him at six. And I think he, he paired up with Jonathan Taylor, who's coming back this year. He's coming and he's back. going to fucking dominate this year. All he needs to do is dump the ball off to, to JT, and he has 10 touchdowns. That's it. Yeah, That's 10 passing if touchdowns JT right there. JT can be healthy. And I think he's going to win the starting role off the, off the jump. Anthony Richardson as my number six. I've then got Herbert, who was your number six. Mm-hmm. So you're going seven. You've got Herbert. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, at seven, I have Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, I had Joe Burrow. Um, I tried really hard to get Joe Burrow last year in every league I was in and yeah. just couldn't do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really like Joe Burrow. I like what he has in front of him. I like um, he's got a very strong offense in front of him. And we know he can make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, um, don't who do you, hate. Who do you got at eight? At eight, I have Dak Attack. I've got Dak Prescott. Um, as much as I hate the Cowboys... I think Dak is great for fantasy. Um, if Dak is healthy, he can run the ball. We know he can. Um, he is that um, you know goal line back. He puts himself in those positions. Um, I don't even have Dak in my top ten. I don't think he's top ten. I don't even think he's top fifteen. Okay, well, those are fighting yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I think if if Dak can stay healthy and they. Uh, they just released Ezekiel Elliott, which means, in my mind, that they're going to stray away from the running game a little bit. You can't just put Tony Pollard out there and expect to run the ball every single play. You had, last season, two of the greatest running backs in the league, and mm-hmm. now you got rid of one of them. You're going to have to throw the ball a lot more. They could still bring back Zeke. He's still a free agent. Like He's still out there. I know, but I don't think... They got rid of him for cap space. I don't think yeah. they bring him back, yeah, unless he takes a very lucrative deal. Yeah. Um... Is it my turn? At no, nine? you went eight. Uh, okay, my, yeah. my number eight is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, really? Aaron Rodgers in New York. He has See, that's weapons. someone who I don't have in my top 15. In your top 15? Aaron Rodgers. Not so Aaron Rodgers is two years removed from being the MVP of the league. That's um, nice. That's he fair. is motivated. He's on a new team. You don't think he's going to have a chip on his back. I think he's going to not destroy even on his the shoulder, league. Just on his whole back. Chip on his back. Um, it's gravitated. My, I, I believe in him this year. I think the Jets are actually going to be a winning team this year. They had the top one of the top defenses in the league last year. They were just missing a quarterback. Um, Zach Wilson wasn't it. He ain't he ain't him. You know what I mean? Um, Don't so tell his mom's friends. But Aaron Rodgers at number eight. Number nine, I'm going to go with Tua because Tua has the weapons. We When he was healthy last year, and health <laughs> is a major... Uh, it's a major factor here. Mm-hmm. Um, but 201 healthy is really good. Like he is a top five quarterback when he's healthy. Um, so I have him at number nine. And you want me to just round out my number 10 here? Yeah, I'll give you my nine and 10 after you give me your 10. Um, at number 10, I have Deshaun Watson. I think like if we see vintage Deshaun Watson, he's still young. He's coming back. Um, I think last year uh, he was shaking off the rust most of the year. 
He's had an entire offseason to train with this team. He still has Cooper there. He still has weapons. Peoples-Jones broke out last year. He mm-hmm. still has Nick Chubb, who's a top five running back in the league. That's I think, fair. I think Deshaun Watson will have a huge year again. That's fair. Um, yeah, no, so my number nine, my number nine and ten are very different from your number nine and ten. My number nine is Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I, I He was my starting quarterback for most of last year, and he was not bad. I mean, he had his games where he just shit the bed, but he's you know who he's getting this year that he didn't have last year, that nobody had last year? Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Calvin Ridley is coming back, and Calvin Ridley, when he is healthy and is on the field, he is one of the best receivers in football, in my opinion. Uh, so he's getting Calvin Ridley to add to his army of receivers, his um, very potent offense. Um, so I think Trevor Lawrence um, is set up for success here. And my number 10, just to round out the top 10, I've got Daniel Jones. There in it there. is. <laughs> I've got there Daniel Jones in my top 10. Um, because honestly, I will say it right now, he's a poor man's Josh Allen. A poor, you know, welfare's man's Josh Allen. I think he's similar to Josh Allen. Uh, he just doesn't have the same coordination that Josh Allen does. And he's getting Darren Waller this year. So he has another major target to throw to. Um, and uh, he can, we've seen it, he can run the ball. Um, he runs better when there are people in front of him, when he's dodging people. When he has open field in front of him, we've seen what happens. He trips over his own feet and he falls <laughs> to the ground. So I would prefer it if there were, you know, just people in front of him that he's trying to dodge because he's a better player then and he's good for fantasy. So Daniel Jones is my 10th quarterback there. And um, yeah, any thoughts about any thoughts about that? No, I like I like where your head's at. He has that rushing floor. Um, I like that we did this the way too early edition. And I also like that we, you know, agreed and disagreed on some, yeah. some of those. Cause again, fantasy sports is all up to what you believe in. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, you take Daniel Jones as a top 10 quarterback this year. I really do. I will. Know. I will. I'm not bluffing. I have a feeling that you're going to take Kenny Pickett this year though. I will not. I, I have a feeling. I'm you will. staying as far away from the Steelers <laughs> as I possibly can. Why? Uh, I haven't missed the playoffs in so long. <laughs> 500 that uh 500. Or sorry haven't had a winning record uh, losing, a losing record, record in so long since mike tomlin came out uh that is gonna do our for episode thank you so much for listening this was fun have a good week thank you for listening to another episode of the shoot your thought podcast 